from the beautiful campus of California State University, San Bernardino, and the College of Arts and Letters, thank you for tuning in to the CSUSB Cal Podcasts. These podcasts focus on all things in the College of Arts and Letters. From our innovative, creative faculty in their teachings and outside projects, to staff insights, and our students carving their way in these COVID times. Welcome to another episode of Cal State San Bernardino's College of Arts and Letters podcast. I'm Kelly Cluquet, Operations Manager for Coyote Radio and Advertising. And our guest today is Dr. Eric Behrens Garcia, who is an assistant professor in the Department of Philosophy. Welcome. Well, well, thank you for having me. Um, to get started on your background, could you describe where you grew up and what your hometown was like, what your home life was like? Sure. So I was born in Manhattan um, to immigrant parents. My mother's from the Dominican Republic, and my father was actually born in France. Um, Although I was born in Manhattan, I was primarily raised in um, Jackson Heights, Queens, which is actually the most diverse zip code in the United States, depending on which demographer uh, you speak to. So that's... uh, and for those who don't know, Queens is a borough of the city of Manhattan, um, which is also the most diverse county, if you count it as a county, in the United States. So that's um, a little bit about my um, background and, and where I came from. And I went to college almost entirely in New York City and, and around New York, um, and even did my PhD there, which is uh pretty rare because normally folks don't do their PhDs where they grow up. They normally have to leave where they grew up to do their PhD. So I was lucky enough to stick around New York City uh, to uh, to do my PhD. And uh, expanding on that, with all your schooling and stuff, at what point did you get interested in philosophy? Did it start as a child, adolescence, teenager, college? I really didn't know what philosophy was until I got to college. Uh, and I, I began college at LaGuardia Community College, in the, uh, which is part of the City University of New York. And my first day of class was a well, was actually on 9-11, that is September 11th, 2001. It was an introduction to ethics class. And um, so that so right there, that was kind of a remarkable beginning of my college career and uh, an interesting way to begin discussing ethics and philosophy. But the moment I actually, you know, sat down and thought about and really observed what this professor was discussing uh, in terms of uh, what philosophers call like the discipline of ethics and ethical problems and those kinds of things, I realized immediately that, oh, I need this guy's job. This this person's job is exactly what I need to do with my life. I was like, if he gets paid to talk about these things, then, then this is definitely what I need to do. Um, because until that point, I had always been interested in um, ethical issues, but I didn't know that there was this discipline in the academy uh philosophy in which people actually discuss these things and that this had been going on for thousands of years so yeah so that's that's more or less how i got into philosophy i sat down in an intro to ethics class um on 9 11 
and realized that this gentleman who was uh, teaching these and discussing these problems, he was doing exactly what I wanted to do. Although at the time, I, I didn't really know what that meant at all. We're talking with Dr. Eric Behrens Garcia, an assistant professor, Department of Philosophy at CSUSB, in the Cal podcast. So, being a native New Yorker, what was the path to get you to Cal State San Bernardino? Sure. Um, well, funny enough, um, I had not been to California. Well, that's not entirely right. I hadn't been to the LA area until I came to interview for the assistant professor job here. Um, and as things go in the academy, it's pretty tough to get an academic job these days. It's very competitive. So when you're applying out for assistant professor jobs, you're just applying to places you would, wouldn't mind living, really. That's how it goes. And one of the places at the top of the list in terms of places I wouldn't mind living was Southern California or is Southern California. So uh, I lucked out and um, my colleagues in the philosophy department thought that uh, well, I, I would just do fine as far as a colleague goes and uh, that I um, taught well enough that they, they offered me the job and here I am. And I live in Los Angeles and actually take the um, I live in downtown Los Angeles and I take the train out to San Bernardino uh, whenever I have to be on campus. Um, and I don't have a car, which I know most Californians find amazing, but I don't because uh, I live next to the subway um, and so on. But I, I that that's how I ended up out here in Southern California, uh, which I really, really enjoy. So, um do you stop then at the Rialto station? And then how do you get to Cal State? It doesn't come this far, does it? Oh, it does. So there's two stops in San Bernardino. There's the San Bernardino Depot stop. And then there's the San Bernardino um, downtown stop, which connects to like this bus depot. I actually take a cab from the San Bernardino Depot, which is about uh, 10 minutes to the university. I'm a native of the Inland Empire, and I just learned something. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so all of your work at CSUSB, I mean, people stay tuned because we're going to talk about the courses that he teaches, which are fascinating. But um, discuss a project that's outside of Cal State San Bernardino that you've worked on or working on that you're passionate about. Sure. So in, um, in philosophy and in academia uh, at large, well, let me put it differently. Philosophy and academia have had a longstanding diversity problem in terms of women, in terms of Black and Latinx people or people of color generally. Um, so as somebody who is Latinx and grew up in a primarily Latinx neighborhood, which is what Jackson Heights is, it's actually one of the few neighborhoods in the United States where you're better served if you speak Spanish rather than English. So having grown up in a place like that, I've actually, uh, when I, well, when I arrived into philosophy and uh, graduate school and then professional philosophy, I noticed that it's the, the general problem of the lack of diversity in the academy is extra pronounced in philosophy. And I thought, well, that's unfortunate because a lot of the people that I grew up with have a lot of interesting things uh, an insight that I think would contribute to a lot of the things going on in philosophy. So because of that, I've 
been involved with a lot of different institutes and uh, organizations that really aim to diversify uh, the profession of philosophy, not only graduate students, but professors and undergraduate students all uh, across the board. And um, so one such institution is the Philosophy and Inclusive Key Summer Institute uh, at MIT. Uh, I served as a mentor there to undergraduates from underrepresented groups who want to pursue, a, say, a PhD in philosophy. They also have another institute at Penn State. I served as a mentor there. CUNY has a similar pro uh, program or summer institute aimed at promoting diversity uh, across the humanities and social sciences. And I promoted, I, I served as a mentor and administrator in that program. Uh, and then I also helped found a um, chapter of an organization known by the name of Minorities and Philosophy, which aims to promote uh, diversity specifically in philosophy. And they focus on the graduate student level. So I, I started a chapter of this kind of worldwide organization uh, in New York, the first one in New York. So those are, so that's one thing that I've been involved with that's kind of not, it's, it's adjacent to my philosophical work. Yeah, but it's not exactly philosophical work. Well, how about uh, projects at Cal State San Bernardino? Um, something that you're proud of or um, have done recently, something like that? Well, I mean, I that's a good question. So one thing I, I do is I actually just try to reach out to students uh, who maybe wouldn't get the attention they, they, they deserve or aren't getting the attention they deserve and try to help them, mentor them into, in philosophy, we get a lot of folks who want to go into law. So I've tried to do things like that. Another thing that I'm doing actually right now, well, this coming semester is that I'll be working on a, a paper that I began, but now I'll be collaborating with two students on a paper in the philosophy area of philosophy known as the philosophy of race. So actually we will be, it won't just be uh, me teaching or instructing students, but actually we will collaborate on this particular research project and attempt to get the piece published by a peer-reviewed philosophy journal, and they'll be equal co-authors on the piece with me. So that's another thing that I'm doing, yeah. Well, that's fantastic. So March 13th, 2020 is when I got the word to send the students home. How have you been teaching in this COVID area? How has it been going? At, what it, <laughs> I mean, so as somebody who went to an institution very much like CSU, so I did my undergraduate degree at Hunter College um, and at a community college, both in the CUNY system, uh, I'm pretty aware of just how precious the opportunity is for students in both CSU and at CUNY to be in a space away from home and a space that's devoted to learning, right? Not only being in the classroom, but having access to the library, because a lot of the students uh, say at CSUSB and other CSU campuses are living in situations where maybe they don't have their own room, maybe they don't have a space devoted uh, to their work, which normally would have been the library or something like that. Um, and now they're not only, they don't have that space, but they're trying to attend classes on their computer in these, uh, at their, in their homes. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sensitive to this fact and I'm, I've tried to, so I'm teaching over Zoom, of course, 
And I'm trying to accommodate my students to any degree, to the degree that I can while maintaining, you know, a rigorous uh, academic experience and learning environment for my students, which is difficult. So there's just um, no way about it. I would rather be in the classroom with my students and I'm, I'm pretty sure they would rather be in the classroom. Uh, I mean, many of them have told me this. So, you know, we're, I'm trying to do as many multimedia things that I can do that don't require them to be on Zoom. I did try an asynchronous class the first, when we first switched over. I actually found that um, I prefer doing things synchronously because the students who are in these courses for online courses. So I think asynchronous courses are better for students who actually want to be in an online course. And there are those students, but most of the students who signed up for my courses, they didn't sign, they they just wanted to go to college. So anyway, that's a, a, maybe a bit of a description of how things have been going. All things considered, things are going okay. I think my students are learning as much as they uh, can. And, um, but of course it's just suboptimal. There's no way around it. Took a look at the courses that you teach and they are fascinating. Can you go over them and uh, give us a description? Sure. Um, So this uh, past fall semester, I taught um, philosophy of race and I taught theory of knowledge. So in philosophy of race, um, you know, when we more or less went over the main areas in philosophy of race. And in, so some of the questions we at, answered or took up in, in philosophy of race are think, questions like, what is race? Is race real or not real? If race is real, what does its reality consist in? Uh, how does race affect what you know? Um, and how does race affect the life chances of individuals? And how does race affect the uh, distribution of wealth in society and how society is organized? That kind of stuff. Um, and then theory of knowledge is a bit more abstract than that, um, although I try to make it as uh, grounded as I can. And in theory of knowledge, um, we more or less examine, well, the relation between um, beliefs and what we call knowledge and other things that we call evidence. So we answer questions like, when when are you justified and when aren't you in a particular belief? When are you properly said to know rather than not know? Uh, you know, when are you properly said to be ignorance? What is ignorance? That Those kinds of questions. How does the, society, the organization of society contribute to people believing more true beliefs rather than false, false beliefs? Those kinds of questions. Um, and then the last class I'll mention is the um, Latin American philosophy course that I'll be teaching this coming spring semester. And I've already taught it once at CSUSB. And in Latin American philosophy, we go over, we we kind of review um, maybe some of the philosophical views that are that have been developed in Latin America or by Latin Americans in the US. But some of the questions that we answer or we consider in uh, a Latin American philosophy course are things, questions like, how does colonialism affect the life chances and experiences of, say, Latin Americans here in the U.S. and Latin Americans in uh, Latin America? Uh, How does colonialism affect 
what you know, um, you know, what is colonialism, right? What is imperialism? Uh, how does colonialism affect, you know, this, uh, what, what we think of as justice and injustice. And those, those are the kinds of questions we take up in the Latin American uh, philosophy course that I've taught and will teach at um, CSUSB. Everything you're talking about is so relevant right now, beyond relevant. Yeah, well, yeah, it, it certainly, what's interesting is when I started doing, working on race, it was, you know, I think it was, it was during the Obama administration and people were thinking, oh, who cares about race? Everything's perfect. And I guess the, the, we've come to learn maybe things aren't so perfect. So, yeah. My goodness. Okay. Well, you've been listening to Dr. Eric Behrens Garcia, assistant professor in department of philosophy at CSUSB. This is the college of arts and letters podcast series. I'm Kelly Cloutier and Eric, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. We hope you have enjoyed today's CSUSB Cal podcast. Look for other episodes from the College of Arts and Letters on the campus of California State University, San Bernardino.